1: Hello, I'm Matt Edmondson, and welcome back to Not Another Love Song, where once again, I'm going to be co-writing and then producing up a brand new song with one of my favourite musicians as I try and make an album's worth of songs from scratch. As ever, the only rule for the song is that it has to be about something unexpected, and generally speaking, a bit silly. Although, in the case of this week's episode, I think we've come dangerously close to making a record that you might actually want to hear in your own life quite a lot. So, you're going to hear me, a music newbie, chatting with my guest and figuring out what to write about. You'll then hear us write that brand new song before I go off and attempt to make it sound like a musical masterpiece back here in my spare bedroom, a.k.a. The Lab. This one is worth sticking around for, if only so you can enjoy the sound of me getting progressively more frustrated with all of the various technical glitches that happen along the way. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's write a banger, shall we? This is Not Another Love Song. So, here we are again then. I am back in the lab. It's actually surprisingly clean and tidy at the moment. We had a bit of a dust down recently because my in-laws came to stay and they took over the room as its secondary purpose of being our spare bedroom, which meant I didn't have access to Sweet, sweet beats for a number of days, so I'm pleased to be back now, feeling refreshed and ready to share this week's episode with you, which is a really good one, actually. It features Tom Grennan, who has the most amazing magnetic energy of anyone I've ever met. I first ran into him on a train back from a festival a few years ago. We'd never met before, we were sort of sat in the same train carriage, and we ended up over about eight hours, because it was uh, from Scotland to London playing loads of board games that i had with me and also i was doing some magic tricks for him and since that train journey we've had little run-ins here and there and so he was one of the names right at the top of my list of people i wanted to contact about coming and doing not another love song and thankfully, he agreed and managed to squeeze us into a really busy year for him. So he had a number one album with Evering Road. He had this massive song, which was an international hit called A Little Bit of Love. I've
0: been holding on to pieces, swimming in the deep end, trying to find my way back to you because i
1: Andy received the highest honour that any musician can get, which is to be asked to feature on a Calvin Harris track, which sort of became the sound of the summer. When
0: you get a little lonely
1: Now, as I hinted at in the intro of the podcast, this was a bit of a technical nightmare with Tom. I genuinely think when he spoke to me, it might have been the first time he'd ever used his laptop. And despite him reassuring me that he definitely had a microphone set up, when we came to record, it turned out that everything didn't quite go to plan. So we should explain, Tom, the situation here, which is that right now, because you don't have the cable for your microphone, you're using your headphones. Yes. And I have ordered you a new cable, but in order to get the cost up so that they'll actually deliver it, I've had to put in an Easter egg for you. Yes, thank
2: you so much. I'm, I'm very excited about an Easter egg. Thank you. My absolute pleasure. I
1: like a surprise. The great news is I'll get a notification when it's outside your front door. So there's a good chance that we'll be recording when it arrives. Okay, cool. Which is very exciting. How are you? I'm very well.
2: I'm really, really good. I'm excited to be doing this. I've been buzzing since you rang me. Um, I remember when you rang, you were like, Tom, I've got something to ask you. And I was like, okay, cool. What is it? And then you left me hanging for so long. And I was like, oh my God, what is it? I'm so like intrigued. <laughs> and then you told me the idea and I was like, oh my God, this sounds amazing. And, I'm so happy that you've asked me to do it. You know,
1: when you were, when I was leaving you hanging in that week Yeah. and I said I wanted help with something, but I hadn't yet told you what it was. Yeah. Did you imagine other things that it could have been? Yeah, well,
2: I thought you were going to ask me to like be part of this board game. I was like, yes, <laughs> but this is even better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so hang on, you thought I was going to ask you to come and play board games with me?
2: Yeah, I thought we were going to like do some sort of like game day or something like that. And I thought, This is exactly what I need right
1: now. Well, listen, we can do that another time, of course. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm down. I'm 100% down. We've
1: played board games together, right? I introduced you to a couple on a train once.
2: Yes, on a train back from Scotland. I think it was like the first time we met and you were showing me all these games and I was getting so excited. And I think that's where uh, our relationship started, mate. It was nice.
1: I know. I became very attracted to your overall energy, Tom, because I think that (laughs) we are the sort of opposite people, yeah. and yet I really like spending time with you. Yeah, it's great. I love it. The reason I say that is because I am quite anxious. I'm quite a sort of uptight person, and I worry about consequences a lot. Right. And I don't do lots of things because I think, well, that's a bit dangerous, or that'd be a bit silly, or I'd regret that, or, oh, what would it happen if I changed my mind on that thing? Yeah, And I feel from the little I know about you, that, that is a thought process that does not come into your head?
2: Yeah, no, it has never, ever come. I never think of the consequences. This is why I get myself into trouble. Since a kid, I've kind of just always been like full of energy and just, I'll just do it. And if something good happens, then great. If something bad happens, then uh, I just have to deal with it. Are you not someone who worries? Not really. In my day to day like things, I don't really worry. No, I, I just get on with it and see what happens. And this is what I've really learned in lockdown. Usually I'm like a dog with a bone where like I'd want, 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 want. And to be honest with you, I've really chilled down since that train journey anyway. I'm not as hectic anymore. I've got some order in my life now. And where's that come from? One, becoming like sober. I'm really like into fitness now, which I think has shifted that energy. And to be honest with you, I'm happy. I think when you first met me, I wasn't happy. I masked the smile for sure. I just wanted to be seen and heard by everybody for like, The right reasons and the wrong reasons, I suppose. i found someone that I'm really happy with and I'm in a good place.
1: Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear that. It sounds nice. And it's good that you've been able to sort of get to that place when the rest of the world is a little bit topsy-turvy. Yeah. When did you stop drinking?
2: I'm going to say really, really stopped it in... October.
1: And how have you found it? Because I've never drunk, right? And people have always thought it's very weird. But I've never, ever had any alcohol at all. So I yeah. I don't know what it's like to be hungover. Yeah, You've been sober in a world where going out and drinking isn't really a thing. Yeah. But is this a long-term thing for you, do you reckon?
2: This is a 100% a long-term thing for me. I'm quite scared of it now, to be honest with you. At the start, I was like, I'm not going to be fun. I'm not going to be me anymore. I'm not going to be like... I don't know what these worries were, but my mum spoke to me and my dad stopped drinking when, when I was born, and my dad is this, like, proper Irish fella. I've never known him as a drinker, but back in the day, he'd, he'd, like, he was the life and soul of a party. And my mum said to me, you're exactly like your dad, and your dad is still the life and soul of a party, whether he has drink or not. And I feel like I can have more fun when I'm not drinking. I'm quite
1: excited to kind of go to a rave sober. Well, I was going to say, something, there's no one more fun than me. Yeah, exactly. And I've not had a drink at all. Exactly. So it's great. Exactly. You're going to welcome to my team. Although I will warn you now, you're going to be in a situation where someone who is very drunk screams into your eardrum. Yeah. And they're, they're just trying to share with you. But really, you'll be thinking, oh, it's time to go home now, I think. Back
2: in the day, I was the last man at the party. I was like the one that didn't want the party to end. So... I'm excited to be able to say no. I don't need to be at a party f-
1: for two days. <laughs> I absolutely love leaving a party. It's one of my favourite things to do. I love it. I can't wait. Sometimes I have to go to them and I'll walk in and I'll spend eight minutes there and then I'll leave. <laughs> and I never say goodbye to anybody. Yeah. You just go around and say, hey, hey, how's it going? I'm going to catch up with you in a second. And as long as they've seen your face, they're not going to remember whether you caught up later on. Yeah, exactly. Just leave. exactly. And how long have you been in your relationship for?
2: It's... Pretty new, but like we've known each other for a while. She's become
1: my best friend and she's great. I bet you're brilliant on a first date.
2: When I was going on,
1: I'm 100%. Like, I don't like small talk. You're into big talk, right? I'm into big talk. What's the first bit of big talk that you're throwing out there?
2: Ask about the person, not talk about myself, and you'd be all right. I'm bored to talk about myself every day, so. It's nice to, uh, to learn about people.
1: I was at a barbecue once, years ago, and I was, you know, keeping myself to myself, but this guy wandered over, and he had the most amazing-slash-awful opening gambit of anyone I've ever heard. <laughs> what was it? I'm intrigued to know how you would answer this question. He wanders up to me and goes, what makes you tick?
2: What? <laughs> I'd be like you mate what makes you tick
1: what did you reply I was very flustered because it's actually quite a deep question isn't it what does make me tick yeah it is such a deep (laughs) question I don't know. I would have loved to see you in that situation. Because it suggests there's one answer, doesn't it? It's like, what makes you tick? Baking. Yeah. (laughs) So obviously you've not been able to tour or play live or do anything like that. (laughs) Non-musically, what are you doing to keep yourself entertained? Fitness. Are you buff now?
2: I'm like in good shape now. I'm definitely healthier. My body has changed, but to be honest, I didn't do it for that, man. I've done it for like my mental state and stuff like that. So
1: Yeah, do you get quite into it? Because I'd love to be able to connect to... Exercise, yeah, for whatever reason, I can't do it. I've got this voice in my head that says, Matt, you could be doing anything else now, you know, all those other things you enjoy, you could be doing those things rather than this thing that you don't really like. It's hurting quite a lot. Do you know what? Like, I had
2: that voice, and then it wasn't until I found the kind of fitness that I like doing, and I found CrossFit it's like high endurance, short workouts, you get it done, and then you've burnt like. 700 calories in like 15 minutes you know what i mean you're doing a lot that sounds great when i first did it i was on the floor so like exhausted that i felt like i'd just done the most maddest hallucinated drugs ever like i was in fits of laughter for like four minutes and i'm always like trying to feel that again now
1: exercise so much that you laugh it sounds great yeah
2: i was like in bits of laughter it was great so like that's what i'm chasing now can we
1: talk about your neck tattoo i know that you probably think matt please stop asking me about this neck tattoo (laughs) but i think about it probably at least once a week since you told me about it (laughs) so just for people listening who don't know you've got a tattoo on your neck tell us when it happened where it happened and what it's of
2: okay so it happened two years ago and i was in cuba in Havana, and I was walking down the street, and I could hear a tattoo kind of gun, going and it was just in this, like, house. So I, like, put my head through the window, and then there was these, like, Cuban guys, and I was like, yo, can I come in and get a tattoo?
1: Right, I'm gonna just stop you there in the story. Why? At that point, Mm. you don't know these people. You don't know their work. You don't know if they're any good. What was it that compelled you at that point to say, ah, I'll get a tattoo now,
2: right now? I think for the story, the mum, the mum of the guy was sitting in the room that they were in, smoking a cigarette. And I was like, this just seems like the right place to have a tattoo right now, because I think it's funny.
1: See, in my brain, I would think, this seems like the wrong place to be right now. I'm going to move on. The thing that I can't get past, and this is why I keep coming back to it, is if you hadn't heard that buzzing, if you'd have walked down the street next to it, you wouldn't have this tattoo. So you go in, you say, can I have a tattoo?
2: Yeah, none of them spoke English. And the guy who was actually tattooing me spoke like minimal English. So like, I was like, can I get a tattoo? And he's like, draw, draw, draw. So I was like, oh, just a question mark. I don't know where it came from. I don't know. I had no plan of getting a question mark. Um, it just popped in my head. I think the question mark popped in my head because I was like, "What am I doing?" Like, do you know what I mean? I don't know what I was doing. So, like, yeah.
1: So, so you decided a question mark, but then the next thing he's going to ask you is, "Where do you want it?" Yeah,
2: and I just said, "On my throat."
1: On my neck. Now, how do you thought that through? Because it's slap bang on the older Adam's apple. Yeah. It's not like getting one on your arm where you can wear a t shirt and people wouldn't know, or you know, like a bit of your body that'll be covered. It's not only very exposed, but also a part of you that's going to be facing people when you meet them.
2: Yeah. I th- um. It didn't cross my mind. My like hand just went to my throat. I don't know why, but it did. <laughs> you are in control of
1: those hands, Tony. <laughs> yeah, you could I know. Have moved them, you can say no, yeah. no hands. No, that's that's. Uh, that's That's a place where people are definitely gonna definitely gonna know I've got a tattoo. They're gonna see that. But you've committed to it at this point. So you say, okay, a question mark and you want it slap bang, center of the net. Yeah. And he was like these are two quite bold decisions you've made. Yeah,
2: big decisions. And the guy was like. Are you sure, man? Are you sure? I was like, yeah,
1: of course. Let's just do it. If even the guy who's going to tattoo you saying you're sure, you've got a question, am I sure? But you were. I didn't have many tattoos at that, that point, so... I think that makes it all the scarier that you went for. it. Yeah, that's... If you were, like, toe-to-nose tattoos, then I'd be like, okay, the guy just loves getting a tattoo. Yeah. But if it's early doors... Yeah. You know, I'm really trying to connect to you in this moment. Uh, and at every point, I'm like, don't do it, Tom. It- yeah. <laughs> so you say neck. He says, are you sure? You say, of course.
2: Yeah. So then I lay down on the bed and he draws this three-handed question mark. And he shows me in the mirror. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's the wrong way around. And he said, are you sure? I was like, bro, I'm positive. It's the wrong way around. <laughs> you have to take it off and put it the other way. No
1: one wants a back to front question mark.
2: Yeah, He's like, okay, man, you're crazy, like that. And I was like, I don't know what you're on about, mate, but
1: sound. There are so many warnings here, you know. There's so many times where (laughs) if you'd have just gone, why would he say I'm crazy for having a question mark?
2: So then the buzz started and the happening and my throat was being tattooed and I was like, this isn't even that bad. It doesn't hurt at all. Every cloud. We shook hands, I paid him, and I was buzzing with my new tattoo. So then... I went back to this restaurant where at the time I was with, with somebody and she sat there and she says, Tom, it's the wrong way around. And I went, no, what are you on about? And she's laughing. I run to the toilet. I look in the mirror and I'm like, no, it's not the wrong way around. And then <laughs> it hits me. Oh, it's because the reflection. To me, it's the right way around. But to everybody else, it's the wrong way around. So (laughs) it was, the guy was right. You were crazy. I was crazy. However, I now think about it and I say, if I had a question mark on my throat, if I I met someone with that, i think, oh, you're a bit of an idiot. But because it's the other way around, it's a rhetorical question. And also it gets people asking me, the question.
1: It's a great conversation
2: starter. There's a whole story behind it, and I'm glad it's the wrong way around for other people, but for me, it's always a question mark. That's such
1: a positive outlook. What I want to get to though is the moment you make that discovery. So the moment someone says it's back to front, and you, that light bulb goes off above your head, you're like, oh, because of the mirror, it's in reverse. Is there any part of you that's feeling regret? Oh,
2: yeah. At that point, I was like, oh, no, 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 what have I done? And then, like, two minutes later, I was like, ah, it's quite funny. So, whatever, it's on me now. So,
1: I can't do anything about it. That is an amazing attitude to have because I've had it where I've been for a haircut <laughs> and I've come out of the hairdressers. And bearing in mind, this hair's going to grow again. It's going to be fine. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. I would be more annoyed about hair. Would you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're going to laugh because I actually bought some needles and I bought some ink. And Oh, my God. While I was watching the TV, I'm here, like, tattooing myself now. So I've, like, tattooed all my knees
1: and stuff. What have you tattooed on your knees? It's not more punctuation, is it? I've put Be Happy and his little smiley face. Is it for you looking down at the knee so you see it, but to everyone else it's upside down? Or is it upside down? No,
2: for me, it's the right way up. So if I look at it, it's Be Happy. And then on my other knee, I've just done this big cube. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A cube. Do you know what? A cube is my go-to doodle. Do you know
2: what? I also like cubes on top of cubes.
1: Oh, yeah. They kind of tessellate into a beautiful pattern. Yeah, they do. We could write a song about cubes. I'll put it on the list of options. I've also written down CrossFit. You spoke very passionately about CrossFit earlier. Yeah. And I wonder if translating that joy into song might be quite nice, because I think it has a real arc to it. The idea of knowing that this thing is going to make you feel great, but it's actually quite hard to get motivated.
2: Yeah, I think we go with that then. All right,
1: let's do a song about CrossFit. 100%. And who knows, your microphone might have arrived yeah. by the time we come to write this song.
2: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you
0: Get started today at plushcare.com slash loss That's plushcare.com slash loss plushcare.com slash loss
1: So the package arrived. Package arrived. Speedy service. What did you make of the Easter egg?
2: I haven't eaten it yet. I'm actually going to eat it as a victory when we write this song.
1: But do you approve of the quality?
2: Yeah, it's an organic Easter egg. You've
1: smashed it. By putting some white chocolate buttons in there as well. And I'm a massive white chocolate fan, so thank you for that. I appreciate it. You're a legend. So we decided we're going to write a song about exercise. Let's go with it. I say we start with a little brainstorm about what we want to put in this song. We'll put it all in this Google Drive. This is so, like, mad. I'm so bad with, like, technology and stuff like this. I'm learning. It's good. I would never have suspected that. I would have suspected that. (laughs) 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 It really reminds me of a lot of the calls that I have with my mum. Yeah. (laughs) Where something has gone wrong. I remember the first time she got an iPhone and she phoned me from her landline because she didn't know how to phone from the phone, but she also wanted to take a photograph. And so she phoned me and she said, I want to take a photograph of something. And I said, okay, well, look, there's a big camera icon, press that. And it came up and I said, look, if you press the kind of two arrows, it'll flip round. And it flipped round to the front facing camera. And she went, Oh my God, it's turned into a mirror. <laughs> Your mum sounds alleged. Um, All right, let's talk about exercise. What do you do in a HIIT workout?
2: Uh, there's a thing called an EMOM. What's that? that every minute on the minute. Oh, I like that. Which I think could be quite a cool kind of thing to base it around. Every minute on the minute. Yeah. And that means... You've got to get the movement done inside a minute. It's constant work, basically.
1: Oh my God, it's every minute on the minute. That's definitely a chorus. I've never known something to be truer than I have every minute on the minute being a chorus of this song. And the reason you do this is you like the feeling you get, right? Yeah. I think that's not a bad start. Something saying like, I love that feeling.
2: It's an hallucinogenic feeling, which I like the word hallucinogenic. Okay. That is a word,
1: right? Yeah. I guess there's like a rush of blood, like the, the beating of your heart. So hit me with some of the stuff that you're going to do. You're going to do some squats. What else? Overhead press. Yep. Bulgarian front squat. You've got a
2: snatch. Have I? Yeah.
1: First I've heard of it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You've got a push jerk. Are you just making these up? No. You've got the Turkish get up. I'll tell you which one I really like. It's called the windshield wiper.
1: So I'm seeing bridge definitely being you listing all of these. Yeah. You know, give me that Bulgarian front squat. Give me that Turkish get up. (laughs) I think starting with I love that feeling is quite a good start. So we need to find a melody for that. Yeah. I love that feeling.
2: Oi, oi, this is going to be sick. I like that melody you just did, though. I love that feeling. The rush of blood. Something like
1: that. Yeah, cool. I love that feeling. A rush of blood. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so we need something to rise with blood. Like just can't get enough is not bad. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, something like
2: the morning's morning's here and I just can't get enough or something like that.
1: What about like, I know it's coming and I just can't get enough?
2: I know it's coming and I just can't get enough. Yeah, like
1: that. And then we want something else. Um, Probably that rhymes with feeling here. Something's teasing me. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's good. Teasing's good. Yeah. Oh, what about reason?
2: Don't need a reason. Yeah, like that.
1: Yeah. What don't you need a reason for?
2: (laughs) Don't need a reason, don't need to stop or something like that. That's fun. Because I'm going to do it till I don't reach the top or something like that.
1: Oh, that's good. Yes. I'm going to do it (laughs) until I reach the squat. (laughs) I think think we should hold off the direct exercise references for a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think like, I'm kind of feeling like
1: this is quite a serious song now. Well, it's it's there to get us motivated. It's Miley Cyrus' The Climb, but for exercise. Do you
2: know what I mean? A hundred percent. Don't need a reason. Don't need a stop.
1: Don't want to stop.
2: Don't try to hold me back because I'm going to reach the top. Let me just go into that again and see what melody comes out for that pre chorus. Yeah, no worries. I love the feeling, the rush of blood. I know it's
0: coming
2: and I just can't reach the number. Uh, don't need a reason. Don't want to stop. Don't try because uh, we're going to reach the top.
1: Don't, 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 don't die. Yeah, I love that. What about like, you know I'm going to sweat, you know I'm going to work. You know I'm going to sweat, you know I'm going to
2: work.
1: Something, something till it
2: hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you ain't doing it properly if it don't hurt or something like that.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right works better there, doesn't it? Yeah, you ain't doing it right if it don't hurt. What else are you going to do? You know I'm going to...
2: You know I'm going to... And it might and it might make you cry or something like that. I think like...
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. And it might make you
2: cry.
1: And you might wonder why. You might wonder why. It's, oh, this is like a soul tune, man. This is cool. So we're leading up to here, though, every minute on the minute, aren't we? That's where we're heading.
2: Yeah. I think it needs like in that pre-chorus, but it will but it'll all make sense if you give it
1: time. Oh, yes. And then it's like, I'm talking on the minute. I'm talking on the minute. Yeah, cool. Every minute. And then like, ah, there's something in win it, isn't there? Like, if you want to win it. (laughs) This is coming out very easily, Tom. I'm enjoying this a lot.
2: Same. I'm talking every minute on the minute. Do you know what I mean? You're going to win it. You're going to win it. Just got to finish. Just got to finish. Yeah, I like that. Cool. I'm talking on the minute. Ah, nah, nah, nah. Do you know what I mean? I'm talking on the minute. Every minute. On the
1: minute. Yeah. This is actually turning out to be quite a good song, Tom. That's my worry.
2: Yeah, man. Come on. That's what we do, mate.
1: I'll be honest. I'm still thinking about that tattoo story even today. Right. It was time to make something motivational. And I knew with Tom, I wanted a really live sound, live-sounding drums and big brass and his vocals sitting huge on top. So I started with the drums, and after a bit of digging, I found this old drum loop. Now, with a drum loop, all of the drum sounds are sort of baked together in one track. So I used a sampler to extract each drum hit individually so I could create my own drum kit and then my own drum patterns. I'm particularly pleased with this drum fill, which you'll hear a few times in the song and is made up of that original drum loop and a few extra samples thrown in. I then moved on to the bass line and I wanted something a bit funky. So I used an electric bass alongside an upright bass, which you might find in an orchestra, giving it that big band feel. And then it was all about the brass. And I used the stock Logic brass sounds for this. I spent ages, like, seriously, ages too long, giving each note a different playing style Because it turns out you can play all the different notes in a slightly different way. So the same pitch could be a sustained note, a staccato note, a note that would fall, or something called a doit. I hope I'm saying that right. So I combined all the multiple layers of all those different notes being played all those different ways, panned them around the stereo field, and tried to get it sounding like some real humans playing. Then it was all about Tom's voice. Now, we recorded this song on that same microphone that we used for the podcast with him in the world's most echoey room. And I actually had to order Tom some headphones. He's done very well out of me. So we didn't get any microphone bleed. Now, his voice is incredible. When we were recording this, he was eating a pizza. So between takes, he'd sort of take a bite of the pizza. He was sat down. I said, do you need to warm up or anything? And he was like, no, no, it's fine. And then he delivered a note-perfect performance. He gave me three takes of the whole song, one for right down the middle and a couple to pan left and right. And then I spent loads of care and attention getting those vocals to sit in the mix and sound like one of his real records. I also wanted a bit of a choir for the choruses, which I obviously didn't have, and we were in a pandemic, so choirs weren't even on. So instead, I asked my friend Sapphire, who was a brilliant singer, to become a one-woman choir. So she recorded herself in loads of different pitches and in loads of different parts of her own room, and then layered them up into what sounded like a choir, which I wove around Tom's voice. I then chucked on a bit of electric guitar and some background atmos and we were pretty much ready to go so it was time to call tom back up and play him the track tom where are you right now
2: i am in a cab
1: and where have you just been i've just been in the gym ah perfect
2: i have just been in the gym doing a workout thinking of our song
1: so since we spoke loads has gone on for you you've had the sound of the summer with calvin harris how did that come about
2: um yeah it's been crazy since i last spoke to you um how did that come about he actually messaged me on instagram brilliant he messaged me and he said he'd love to work with me and i was like uh of course that you're an absolute legend and he had the backbone of by your side and he was like i'd love for you to write the rest of it and i was like okay cool give it a go and then i did and he was like "Write this my next single so i was like oh my gosh i rang my manager i was like I think Calvin Harris wants to put this song out as his next single. And he was like, this is going to be massive. And yeah, it's just been so crazy to kind of watch it all happen.
1: I love that Calvin slides into DMs because of course he can. No one's going to turn him down, right? No one's going to
2: turn down the big Calvin.
1: To be fair, the only people who've slid into your DMs and successfully got you to be on a song so far are me and Calvin.
2: Yeah, exactly. So...
1: So I'm in good company. That's also the way that I've gone about making this podcast.
2: It's the best
1: podcast in the world. Tried and tested method. So, um, uh, do you know what? I'm going to be honest here, Tom, which is that you've already heard this song because we've recorded this once before. Yeah. And in classic Tom Grennan style. Yeah. It didn't work. (laughs) Uh, So you've heard the song. So what I've done is I've held back another surprise for you. Okay. And I think you're really going to like it. Okay. I've, made a music video for our song. No way! Would you like to I see it? I would
2: love to see it, of course.
1: Okay, so Tom, you can watch the video. And for the rest of us, here is every minute on the minute for the first time. Buzzing! Mm, yeah.
0: The rush of blood, I know it's coming and I just can't get enough, don't need a reason, don't wanna stop, don't try and hold me back cause I'm gonna reach the top, you know you're gonna swear, you know you're gonna walk, you ain't doing it right, if it don't hurt, in my I
2: amazing i absolutely love it mate it was i honestly wanted to get up and go out and do another workout so like inspirational i love the song as well i forgot like how good the song is i just forgot how good the song is it's great it's so good like as in like it's so inspirational and like the vocal sounds great the production is unbelievable like not only is it like a workout tune but it's like i could imagine like playing it live and people going mad like in a mosh pit and getting sweaty to it. And, and, uh, yeah. If Joe Wicks doesn't use this on one of his videos, I'll be, I'll be annoyed. I
1: think it's got, um, Sky Sports montage written all over it. Watch this
2: be on an advert. No joke.
1: Buzz it. I think of all the songs that I've done in this project, this is the one that sounds the most like it could exist in the real world, if that makes sense.
2: I was going to say, like, it sounds like it could exist on radio. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It sounds so good. I love the lyric. Can be a champion like Rocky B. <laughs> I love that. Yeah,
1: and if you noticed, if you ever listen again, I've uh, I've nicked the Rocky theme tune. No,
2: I know, I heard. Yeah,
1: the horns behind it play a little ode to Rocky. There,
2: I love it. I'm so glad it, it, it exists now with a video too, mate. Honestly, I'm really, really impressed. I'm I'm buzzing.
1: Oh, thank you so much to Tom Grennan. I told you, best energy out there. What a lovely guy. And I'm so happy with how that song came out. And genuinely, I've listened to it loads. I tried to go for a run the other day. And when that voice crept into my head that said, stop now, I thought, I know what I need. I need every minute on the minute. And maybe it'll do the trick for you as well if you're going to be working out anytime soon. You can listen to that song on its own in isolation. It is the next song in the podcast feed. And if you want to go and watch the video that Tom saw, I'll stick that on YouTube and also on my Instagram as well. I'm Matthew Edmondson on there. And that is also the best way to get in touch with me as well. If you need to send me a message about the podcast or indeed about anything, drop me a little DM and I will try and get back to you on there. I'm super happy with the video, by the way. And as you know, I like learning new things. And I learned loads of stuff making that one, including how to put text behind moving people you'll see when you watch the video it's quite a cool effect as ever i want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast i really hope you're enjoying the process so far there are going to be 10 songs in this first album so do come back next week when we have an artist that i discovered during the first lockdown her name is holly humberston you might have heard her songs falling asleep at the wheel or the walls are way too thin, she's had loads of them. I think she's going to be one of the big stars of British music in the next year or so. And the song that we've written is about as close to anyone's heart as I can imagine. It involves the nation, maybe even the world's favourite carbohydrate. I'm not going to tell you anymore, you'll have to come back and listen. In the meantime, please do let other people know that this podcast exists. That's the most helpful thing you can do. And also, if you fancy leaving a review, go for it. Right, I will see you next week. And remember, if you want to listen to every minute on the minute, every minute on the minute, then you can do. It's the next podcast in the feed.